Zara Watson Law was born in 2017 with the mission of empowering and equipping digital entrepreneurs with the legal tools that they need to protect and safely grow their businesses. As an entrepreneur herself, Zara understands firsthand the challenges associated with starting and running an online business from scratch. She also understands the challenges associated with protecting your intellectual property in today's technologically advanced global economy. She has had the honor of helping thousands of coaches, medical and legal practitioners, and online experts, educators, and entrepreneurs like you and I navigate the legal landscape and build and grow amazing digital businesses of our own. As you'll hear me share in today's episode, I don't quite remember when I first stumbled across Zara's Instagram. But as soon as I came across her content and what she was sharing, I immediately saved it, bookmarked it, and knew that I had to get in contact with her, have her on Becoming the CEO podcast, and eventually work with her to trademark my own companies, my own logos, and you know all of my future business ventures. As we discussed you know, and combed through this week's topic, I had to, before we got into the episode, during the introduction, I had to stop and encourage all of us as we do our research to launch these companies and we begin posting our content as YouTube creatives, content creators, musicians, you know, makeup artists, as we begin to showcase our work in the world, you know, and to the world, we need to do a more diligent job in protecting what it is we post. Because there are people who feel that it's okay to see what you post, take it and reuse it. And obviously the goal as entrepreneurs is to go viral. You know, we want Um, our products to be seen all over the world. We want people from all over the world to book with us. We want to, you know, book amazing gigs so that people can hear our music and what we have to offer. But prioritize protecting your work and what you create. So this week's guest here at Becoming the CEO podcast is none other than the amazing creative intellectual property attorney, Zara Watson Esquire. She is the CEO and founder of Zara Watson Law, and she has so much wisdom, so much advice, and so much guidance to offer. So I hope you guys grab a pen, grab a notepad, and also open your Instagram app and head over to Zara Watson Law. Follow her um, and You know, I hope you guys jot down some really good nuggets from today's episode, and I hope you enjoy it just as much as I did while we were recording. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming the CEO podcast. It's your favorite CEO here, Sabrina C. I am joined by intellectual property attorney Zara Watson of Zara Watson Law. Uh, Today, we're going to have a very interesting conversation about trademarks and all that we need to know in regards to protecting our content and the things that we create and post on social media. So how are you doing? 
I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to talk about trademarks and all things IP. <laughs> Thank you. So the first question I want to ask you is, can you explain to the BTC community what is a trademark um, as well as what is intellectual property law? Sure. So I'm actually going to start with the reverse. I think it will be easier to do it that way. But basically, intellectual property law encompasses three areas. So the first, trademark, second, copyrights, and the third, patents. So I'll start with copyrights and patents. Um, so essentially, patent law basically is protecting any new invention. The standard is a novel invention. So basically, any new invention that you created, um, that is where you would receive patent protection. Copyright law is basically receiving protection um, for anything that basically you put pen to paper. So for example, an author, right? Let's say they write, you know, or not, not only pen to paper, but if you're typing up, you know, a book or um, a blog post, anything that you're actually going to be creating for example, by putting pen to paper, you have copyright ownership. Another example, photography. So as a photographer, if you're taking a photo of let's, you know, let's say me, the photographer is going to own the rights to that image because they are the ones who created the actual photo. So that's what copyright law is. And then trademarks, that's going to be protecting your brand elements. So your logo, your slogan, um, your business name, the actual text of that, that is where you receive trademark protection. And I like to say with trademarks, it's trademarks equals branding, right? So like I said before, your logo, your business name, um, you know, slogans or product packaging, the actual packaging of, um, let's say, nail polish. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the brand um, Essie, yeah. but they have um, a specific um, like glass shaped bottle that they use and they actually receive trademark protection for that. So when you think of trademarks, always think about protecting the elements of your brand. Okay. Awesome. Good. Um, when do you need to get things trademarked? Right away. <laughs> um, basically, ideally, you're going to start the process before you launch or market a product. And the reason is because with trademarks, again, it's, you know, you're protecting different aspects of your brand, but you want to do that prior to launching, right? You don't want anyone else copying the same name as you or you know, stealing your logo and using that same logo to sell a product or service, you want to make sure that you're protected before you actually start marketing yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the ideal scenario. And another reason you want to do that is because you don't want to market yourself and then you find out that the name is already taken. Yeah. Right. You want to avoid that. <laughs> so that, that actually happens a lot. I actually had a client uh, about two months ago. He is an um, op ophthalmologist. And he had a company for like five years and literally he was just coming to me now to trademark and he came to me because he received a cease and desist letter. Wow. Meaning that another company basically reached out to him, yeah, saying like, hey, like I have this mark. I, you know, I have a registered trademark for that same name. You have to stop using it. So literally he's been marketing and advertising, you know, his company for about five years using that name. And now he has to do a complete rebrand. He has to change the name. He even has to change the name of his LLC. And it's just really sad when that happens, you know, like you put yourself out there, you know, you have a name for yourself, people know who you are, and now you have to do a complete rebrand because of that. So ideally, you want to start the trademark process as soon as possible to avoid issues like that happening. And you really want to make sure that you own that name, that the name that you've chosen or the logo you've chosen is actually available. 
So this leads me to ask, when we register as business owners, when we register our companies, our LLCs, corporations, so on and so forth, we can still legally end up having to change those names and redesign logos if they're not trademarked? Correct. The other opposing side, let's see, we see the cease and desist, they can definitely ask you to change your LLC name because when people are, especially now, right, with Google, people are Googling everything. So if they do a Google search and the name of your company or LLC comes up, that can cause confusion. That's so that's the name of the game with trademarks. They want to avoid the government wants to avoid consumer confusion. Mm-hmm. So if someone is going to research your company and it comes up, um, your LLC comes up, that may confuse a business owner with a trademark. So the opposing party, the, the opposing you know the attorney for the opposing side, they can request that you change your LLC as well. Even though your LLC does not um, provide you with trademark protection, it's still in that same realm where it will cause consumer confusion. And they, yes, they can request you to do that. Wow. Of course, you have the option of battling it out. <laughs> right? <laughs> but of course, take, you can sue it. Not, I'm not, I'm not going to use the word sue, but you can definitely take them to court and say, you know, I'm not going to change my LLC. But it's going to, it may lead to, leave it to litigation. So it's just best to avoid <laughs> any of that happening by doing the search. And that's what I do for my clients. I not only do the federal search, I do a state search as well, including your LLC, because you want to have a full scope of what's out there to avoid any of those issues. Nice. So last year, um, I did like a final photo shoot in launching my 13th eyelash style for Velvet Lux Cosmetics. And one of my models, she, you know, she paid for a service to get her hair done with a stylist and the stylist decided to take the edited photo from um, the model's Instagram and put her watermark on the photo. So what would you advise me, you know, as a, a business owner, what would you advise myself and others listening on how we can protect um, you know, photos or whatever content we publish and post on social media? Sure. So I'll speak generally because I'm not allowed to give like specific legal advice, but yeah. just generally speaking, you definitely want to make sure that you obtain copyright protection. So photos, like any images that are being put out there, you want to make sure that you're the owner of that. Um, so sometimes people, especially, you know, with the use of social media, people may think, oh, you know, no, you know, do I really have to copyright all of my images? My question to you is how important are those images or whatever it is that you're, the content that you're putting out there, how important is it to you and to your business? So mm-hmm. if it is really important, which I'm assuming, I'm assuming it is, you want to make sure that you register any image, any content, for example, blog posts, even podcast recording, um, you can actually copyright that as long as you're the owner of that content, but you want to, you want to register it. So there is, let me explain a little bit more about copyright. So with copyright, you have what's called common law rights. So as soon as you put something out there, as soon as you create anything, you have automatic copyright protection. Mm-hmm. But in order to sue someone and to recover a lot of money, you have to register that copyright. Does that make sense? So literally the person who um, you know stole the images or put the watermark on the images, they're infringing on your copyright, right? You have natural and automatic copyright protection, but to sue that person and to get, you know, a significant amount of money, you have to register it. The court is going to ask you, they're going to say, did you register your copyright? Yeah. If you say no, you're going to be out of luck. 
So it's definitely best to, um, you know, register it. And that's what I would advise anyone, um, especially just creatives, you know, like you're putting a lot of content out there, just make sure that you copyright it. And what you can also do is, um, I'm just trying to think of how to explain this um, in a simple term, in a simple way. But basically, I'm sure you've seen the copyright symbol, so the C and the circle symbol. Mm -hmm. You can put that on your content. And that puts people on notice that you are the copyright owner of that. And if they, you know, steal an steal an image and use or use it um, without your permission, they're going to be in trouble. So I'm sure you've seen that symbol many times. You have people have it on the footer of their website. It says, you know, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Yeah. You want to make sure that you have that on all of your content, including images or even on your um, Instagram. I've seen people do it. They put. Um, you know, all of the images or all the content is protected by copyright law. And that's the way to, to protect yourself. But copyright law, it's a whole other different area of law, even though it like relates to trademarks because it yeah. is a form of intellectual property. It's a whole, literally, you can practice copyright law in and of itself. And people do do that. I have colleagues who practice copyright law and, uh, and patent law. I specialize in trademark law, but I'm just giving you, you know, just a little bit of information about that. And that's kind of how you would protect yourself. You want to use the copyright symbol so people will notice that they can't steal your images. So I hope that helps and answers the question. That does help. And I want to know what sparked your passion for trademark law? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Great question. Um, so it's going to take me back to why I started my firm. So I've been in practice now on my own for three years. And I was working at a law firm before, and I just was not passionate about it. I was thinking, okay, how can I combine my interest um, at the time photography? I loved, I had like a lifestyle blog back then. Um, I loved traveling and I was like, I'm very creative. So how can I tie my creative interest to the law and be like a life? You know, I had a light bulb moment and I was just like, wow, intellectual property law. Mm -hmm. So I literally at that time, I dived into um, copyright and trademark. And as you know, as time went on, I just really fell in love with trademarks. Like I love just branding. I, I, um, I really admire like a brand that's been around for a long time, their story, you know, why they started, how they got started, um, you know, how they've grown, how they've created brand recognition. I think it's just amazing. And it's not only for famous, famous brands, right? Like yeah. you think of Apple or, you know, the luxury uh, feminine brands like Chanel. It's not only about that. It's also about the small business owner. Um, I just love to see the growth in that and just how one symbol can mean so much. So I, I just find it really fascinating. Yeah, I will say I don't remember the exact moment that I stumbled across your Instagram. But as soon as I saw your content and, you know, what you were sharing with your audience, I saved like a, a bunch of things oh, you posted. You. And I was like, I have to go back here. I don't know how I'm going to get her on the podcast. But <laughs> I will say you have been one of the most like easily accessible attorneys through social media um and influencers that i've been able to get in contact with and have them on the podcast so i do want to thank you for that and you do a great job with your branding and your marketing and it shows just how passionate you are not just for yourself mm -hmm. but also your clients so i do thank admire, you so much um yeah you're welcome i do admire what you publish and what you post um how long have you been practicing 
and what is your your vision for your business and brand moving forward? I've been practicing for a total of four years. So I, after I graduated from law school, I worked for the firm for about a year, and then I left and been on my own for you know the remaining three years. So total of four years. Um, the vision for my firm is definitely to grow, um, to grow it in terms of having more attorneys um, help me out. It's becoming a little crazy now. Um, I, you know, there's only so much you can do by yourself. So the goal is definitely to have more attorneys. Um, to have an actual physical space, I would I would really love that. Yeah, and to do a lot more education. Um, and that's again right now that's kind of where I am in terms of trying to hire more help, just so that I can put myself more out there and help other people, you know, understand trademarks and why it's so important. So my ultimate goal is definitely to focus a lot more on the educational piece, and of course, still helping um, clients with trademarks, but kind of um, having more help with that so I can do more of the outreach and more of the educational piece. Nice. And in closing of our conversation, what helped you become the CEO of your life? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, honestly, I just always had a passion for just doing something on my own. And just knowing that um, it's just—it's kind of like a knowing. I just—I just knew that I had to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and especially after I left my law firm, it was like there's—you know—it's—it's it's this or nothing. So this is it, Zara. It's either you—you know—work your butt off and make this work, make this happen, or you go back to you know working for another law firm. So I chose—you know—really putting in the work. It's been a journey. It has not been easy. Um, I'm sure, you know, you definitely know this too. Entrepreneurship is not an easy thing. Um, now I, I have um, a 19 month old, so it's to be honest, even tougher. Yeah. <laughs> things and, um, you know, making my business a priority while also, um, you know, being there for her. But, you know, that she's part of that vision too, right? I want to be a CEO. I want to be the best version of myself for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just something that I knew that I had to do. <laughs> Nice. So I want to thank you again for joining us here at Becoming a CEO podcast and for sharing all of the wisdom and knowledge that you have. Um, Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Uh, Is there anything else that you want to share with our audience about you, your company? Sure. Um, If anyone is interested in learning more about what I do, I, my website is ZaraWatsonLaw.com and I'm also very active on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Zara Watson Law. Nice. Thank you so much, Zara. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes.